In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we record the episode from the break room at World Headquarters, and I attempt not to gag on the guy's microwavable lunch. Bill gets a little crusty with a few subjects, and we dip into the co-video mailbag and take a question about how to handle the beauty pageant buying process. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in history. I am Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. And we are sitting in a community lunchroom today. <laughs> it's President's Day, and we didn't realize that uh, most but of our the country studio is off. closed. <laughs> so we're sitting in the break room. So mm -hmm. if you hear the copier machine go off, oh, there's a guy. This guy's putting <laughs> stuff in the fridge. Hey, man. Yeah, we're recording well, it's, a podcast. It's when people get ice. That's I, I love be when people problem. walk by. They go, "Looks like we're recording a podcast." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Guys making coffee. Like, looks like we're making some coffee. Like, you think? That's great. So, if you are, if you're out and about someday, and you see Brian and I just all of a sudden in a Starbucks with a pop-up <laughs> studio, Travis in tow, he's got all the boom mics. Then you'll know. You'll know, you'll know what it is. Okay, if you have not called us yet about coming out to your event, we just, uh, Brian and I went to Chicago last week, had an yep. awesome time, spent a half day with a really good group of people. Don't want to say the name because there is a confidentiality. Yeah, confidentiality. We signed an NDA. But we had a great time and uh, talked to some great people. So if you have something coming up, a retreat, a sales meeting, we're talking to three or four other companies right now about that. So make sure you send us an email to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come see us in the subject line. We got Denver on the list. We got Chicago again on the list. I feel like I'm missing one. There's another one. Oh, there's a local one, isn't there? There's Is a local one. Is it one of those one? local? Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's President's Day. Have you ever seen the president? Ever seen the president? Any, a president? How many, who have you seen live? Oh, Presidents. I saw uh, Reagan live yeah. back uh, when I was in college. When yeah, he came 81 ish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think he was elected in 78. We went to Hinkle no. Field House. Oh, Butler, so, and oh. He was there. Well, he was 80 and 84. See, I think I, I saw him in 80. Okay, it must have been 80. must have been early in his. No, I saw him in the middle. What grade presence. was I in? We were in seventh grade, I think. We were in the front row for Ronald Reagan, and we were seventh graders, so we we're kind of smart assy. And no matter where he was in his speech, we just we kept chanting four more years. And it was on CNN. This right CNN. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. Actually, there's a picture. Of my there's a video of me holding my four. I could, I knew what I was wearing on my sleeve. Uh -huh. We were going four more years. Bunch of idiots. Seventh grade. Year olds, yeah. Totally didn't know how to count. Four, four more years. years. Yeah. I saw Clinton talk at the state fairgrounds. He was awesome. Yeah. Such a good yeah, speaker. Yeah. He, he was so good. I think he was one of the best. Reagan was good too, but. And it's hard to talk about something without getting political, but um, <laughs> but Reagan was good, but Clinton was every bit as good, if not better. Yes. He was. yes. One quick note before we get into our topic today, fact Chuck Doug, fact checker Doug fact called checker me Doug. the other day, actually after an email, and <laughs> and um, this is the first time I can remember fact checker Doug failing. He has fact checking. Failed. Fact checking. He has not failed. Been uh, and, six no. years or so since he's been fact checker, Doug. But Brian, I don't know if you remember, I had a situation with this. Is a callback to a few episodes ago at yeah. CVS where I, I needed to go in and get some cough medicine, and I, I was do. asked at the at the time at the checkout, "Are you over 40?" Yep. And and I couldn't figure out why. I did I asked a couple times, I couldn't get a good answer, and so we put it out to um, the the market, and nobody really knows, and yeah. we, we can't really tell. So. But uh, Fact Check and Doug sent that in the note, but he did pepper that email with a win. And he now did. I can't remember what the win was. The loss stood out so much for me <laughs> that I, I can't remember what he Give the guy credit. He's like, I know. he's like 98 and one. He's only <laughs> lost just, one. I'm just teasing. He did so uh, something about it. It was an 80s song. Uh, it I can't was, remember what it was. Was it Leo Sayre? Wasn't no, that one? No, 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 no. 
No, it's still 70s. Hey, before we get to our topic today, have you noticed that your sales tools are pretty good at telling you what to do, especially if you put in the right information? The question is, wouldn't it be even better if they actually did the work for you? Well, the number one problem salespeople have is booking prospect meetings. We all know that. If you don't get the front end working, then the back end just won't work either. It's one of those things that gnaws at you all the time. It's always in your gut. There's always that churn about where's my next meeting? What's my pipeline look like? How do I book more first appointments? You should know about Chronologic, the world's first calendar monetization engine. Chronologic takes leads from any channel and converts them to meetings. Chronologic literally books out your calendar for you so you can maximize your meetings, your pipeline, and your compensation. You can use their technology for yourself. Book a demo at chronologic.ai. That's chronologic spelled with a K, dot A-I. In fact, I just remembered this, Brian. Uh, Aaron from chronologic.ai sent us a note. We'll put it in the show notes. It's a uh, meeting math. It's like the average value per meeting, lead deficit calculation. Mm. Just go do them. Uh, really, it's just a matter of the math. Does yep. the math work for something like this? So we will put the link in the podcast show notes. Love it. Okay, we're continuing to make our coffee and get breakfast here, ready to go. Guys are getting ready, making some copies. All right. Break Make, room. Making copies. All right, here's, a, uh, here's an email that we that got. That one's actually a client of ours. I thought we That could one right that. there. Hi, Stephanie. She's a client. She, she was. They got clients all over the place. Oh, my gosh. She's afraid of you. Okay, where is it? Mailbag Monday. By the way, we'd be remiss if we didn't remind everyone that it's not just a mailbag, Bill. It's the co-video mailbag. Oh, if you're not yeah. using video for uh, your sales follow-up and prospecting, you crazy dog. You got to go check out our friends at CoVideo, C-O-V-I-D-E-O.com. Uh, they'll take you through a really cool sales process. They're very hands-on with that, and you will uh, actually experience what it is that CoVideo does. And there's no better way to differentiate yourself in your sales prospecting, your sales follow-up. So just go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash CoVideo, C-O-V-I-D-E-O. That's advancedsellingpodcast.com slash CoVideo. All right. So here is a question that we got from a listener. I hope this note finds you well. Well, as a matter of fact, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I've been an avid listener for several months. For me, the weekly episodes offer invaluable tips on how to differentiate and offer creative solutions. Recently, I had a scenario. We've been, stacked, we've been up against a competitor trying to secure a new business. I placed a call to the customer and had the response, we're going to be making a decision this week on which supplier we choose. We'll let you know. In your experience, what would have been your response to this question? Bearing in mind it's a customer you've met on several occasions and you've been working with for two or three months. Please note, if you do read this out of the podcast, it would be great if you just referred to me as a listener. So that's what we did. Oh, yeah, we just a listener. As a listener. So, listener, a listener. Let me, l- listener, let me tell you. Viewer, let me tell you something. <laughs> Viewer. What would we yeah. have done? Oh, well, we this done? is a prevention remedy, Bill. You mentioned that as we were doing our mm-hmm. show prep. Microwave's rolling in here. I can smell can it. Smell. That's a thing. <laughs> that's that's a pet peeve of mine. Like <laughs> common area microwaves is a pet peeve. Anyone else listening that goes into a room where there's a common area microwave knows what I'm talking about. I want to invent something that takes that smell away. Because it's like, what, like, what is, is that? Is it macaroni? What, I don't know, that? but it's last it's night. a little it's, too early. You know what I mean? Exactly. For macaroni. It's not bacon and eggs, I'll tell you that. It's 926 and we're having the salmon. <laughs> you know? It's part of the deal. That's what it is. Exactly. Cod, codfish. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, okay, so this is a prevention strong. remedy. This to me is more prevention than remedy. I think more so. More prevention than remedy here. So it's not what would I have said at that point. 
I hate to say this. It's almost too late <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. I need one of those Bill. coronavirus masks. <laughs> I'm losing Bill. Just for this. President's Day brings <laughs> out the best in all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a feast. It's Hand a me, feast back here. Hand okay. me my mimosa, will you please, there, Trevi? Prevent, um, prevent and remedy, I agree. Yes, I prevent and remedy. I think it's more prevent than remedy. So if you get this, so the question from our listener was, what would you have done? Um, not much. I mean, there's not much you can do at that point. You've already, it's like damage is done. You can arm wrestle. I mean, that's really. If you want to. Well, I, I don't, I mean, that's not the answer. No, I know but that's can. what most people do as well. So tell me, where are you in the decision process? What do you like about ours? What do you mm-hmm. not like? You can go down that path, but. But I don't like that. Yeah, I think I think a, a better uh, piece of advice here for the listeners um, is you try to avoid getting to this place yeah. um, upstream. Yeah. And so a couple of different ways or um, ideas for you to do that. So the first is getting super crystal clear on what the process is, uh, complete with dates and times and things like that. But then also what's going to occur, what decisions are going to be made along the way, and who's going to be involved with them. And I think that's that's really, really critical that you lay out a process for yourself, for them, mm-hmm. and then also understand theirs a bit, yeah. and just kind of set them next to each other and see see where they go. So, so you that, won't have you won't have this. You, you still you, could have it, but you'll limit the odds. And, and, you, and you'll know. So what we shouldn't have to do is say, "Hey, do you know yet?" We'll be making a decision soon. If you're doing this right, you will already have known that. Right? Does that make sense? There will be yeah. a timeline built and say, "Yeah, we're gonna bring you know competitors seven down to three, and then we're gonna bring the three in, and then we're gonna make a decision by Friday, and then that's the deal." Okay, so let me ask you this then. Because part of my head goes to this idea of this is the beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And is this a good beginning to a relationship? <laughs> smelling, smelling, smelling me. Is this a good beginning to a relationship where the person says, I know you, I know you have something for me, but you cool your jets. I'll let you know yes. when I'm ready. Is yes, that yes, yes. or and maybe I'm just being a little jerky about it because that's the kind of mood I'm in today. <laughs> but it feels like, well, wait a minute, who's telling whom? Now I'm I'm going to be a part of who's. I want to be telling you whether I want to work with you based right. on this. Ex- yes. And, and then I feel like, boy, that's going to be hard to, that's going to be hard to deliver that if without sounding a little arrogant. Yes. Yeah. It, you, so let's we always go to that that uh, inner game. Oh, we can't say that, can we? Mm-hmm. We always go to the thinking column. We always think about our philosophy, how we're feeling on the inside. And uh, so we've got to have some humility in, the, in all that. I think our intention's got to be really clean. We have to believe the process is valuable for them because if, if we believe that wholeheartedly, that we think that, that walking them through this process yeah. is really yeah. valuable, it's way easier. It'll come off different. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Understand the process. Share yours. Learn theirs. Be humble about it. Make sure you believe. This is the thing I think that's missing, though, if I think about my clients. I'm not sure... Uh, most of my clients believe their process is valuable. Mm-hmm. I think I it's agree. something they have to do. So they means we to get an into end. this place exactly yeah. because For, if what you're saying, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. What you're saying is if the process is valuable and they have experienced your best all the way through yep. it, you can then say, "Hey, look, I don't really. I'm around. I'm not going anywhere. You tell me when you're ready. That's if right. you're not ready, if you know now that you're not ready, let yes. me know that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not starving for your business. I'd love to work with you. You can say that, but if you don't believe your process is valuable, then you're kind of yes. clutching. Yes, and and I hope that. And the more we spend so much time on the outcome, on the product and the deliverable, if we spent that much time on the process and that process was valuable, imagine how much how much better differentiated we would be. <clears throat> right. Bad right. way to say that, but. It would just be such a better deal. There's a couple of adverbs there, I think. I'll, I'll go back and I'm, listen I'm, to the recording I'm sorry. again. I'm trying not to gag. <clears throat> I did hear a guy on TV today. 
I heard a guy on TV today use the use the word irregardless. Irregardless, which is not a word, which correct? is not a word, and it was a big deal back years ago. But I thought everybody had kind of worked out that it's not a word. But this yeah. dude, some on, guy's on network it TV, maybe he's it bringing it back. You know, we did get called out for grammar. Oh, that's that? right. I we did. are grammar junkies, and we got. And I I'm got surprised. called out. I said. No, I said. Did you I, say I used it wrong, Brian or me, Brian or I? Yeah, it, yeah. Because I'm usually remember. pretty. I can't believe that didn't ring a bell for me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of picky you didn't on that catch one. Me on well, that's that. what I mean. I'm kind of <laughs> crazy about that. So, well, apologies. Yeah, it was that's the I me. It was the it I was, me conundrum. It's a, uh, ob- objective subjective pronouns. Yeah. If you want to get detailed about it. So uh, that's one thing. That's my first sh- uh, piece mm-hmm. of advice. There, no one understand the process. Make sure your process is massively valuable, and it should. If the process is valuable, it could lead to an end that's a no. Right. And that's really helpful. You have really helped us vet out that we don't need you. Yeah. That would be great. That would, for everybody. Yeah. That would be wonderful. So here's my final word on this, and that is that you've got to create the conditions where this doesn't matter. Because if you leave this phone call and you think, oh, God, well, we're going to get it, and you call your manager and say, yeah. well, I think we're about 60%, now it's 40%, and you spend all this drama time, the question is, is do you have enough leads in your pipeline? Yeah. Are you doing the right behavior so that this doesn't matter? Yeah. This is inconsequential to you making your goals. That's really what we want to make there every every prospect is inconsequential not yep. as human beings but in yeah. terms of your goal yes yeah they're they're just they're just there's they're there's one of many and the many is so many that right. one can't move it one way or the other right. the collective can right but one individually cannot it's really, really great. good job yep. yeah we like good it. question thank you to uh listener well, yeah we can't say yeah, his name can we no. hey if you uh, haven't done so already send us an email listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com put in the subject line come see us we will uh, get uh, the ball rolling and have you talk to our staff and talk about what it's like to bring us in how much it costs and all the details of all that listener advanced selling podcast come see us that is it we'll see you next time the advanced selling podcast bye bye